Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk women Natural gas, electricity, and wheat, all very reasonably priced. So it's time to have fun. Uh, give us a cheer if you, if you listen to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Oh, wow. Okay, a lot of you in tonight. And don't be shy. Give us a cheer if you've never heard the podcast before. Hey, get out. <laughs> we are very harsh to the front row. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming along. Um, and we hope that you listen to us despite whatever is about to happen on this, <laughs> on this stage tonight. I am with Hannah George. I looked at you like, what's your name again, honey? <laughs> We've, been doing, <laughs> We've been doing this a long time, guys. It's bound to have an impact on our brains. <laughs> I'm here with Hannah George, who's my uh, trusty detective butt stuff. Don't ask, don't tell. Hi. <laughs> I will tell her. What happened was? <laughs> no, I won't. You'll, you'll find out. <laughs> and we've also got Katie, who is detective sasshole. Hello. 
And I'm Taylor, and I'm Detective Asshole, which is, I think, like, I think it's ironic, or... <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not. Okay. Now I just feel bad about myself, and it's my fault. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we always do this thing at the top where we explain what we are by doing a this meets that. It's a little noose that we've hung ourselves from, <laughs> because now we have to write one every time, but it's a bit of fun. So guys, what is... Drunk women solving crime. Well, this is where a Brandy Alexander meets brainwashing. This is, thank you for the obligatory <laughs> ooze. Uh, ooze. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> never said that as a plural. Don't do it. Um, this is where a cobra's fang meets a charismatic leader. And this is where a grasshopper meets groupthink. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Please welcome to the stage our fantastic guest. It is comedian, writer, and producer, Sakisa. I know, it's been such a long time. It's such a good time back there, and it's it's just a memory now. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. It is fantastic to have you on. No, thank you for having me. I love to solve crime. Um, Excellent. And I love to drink, so yeah. Fantastic. We may or may not land on a good detective nickname for you. It's got to happen organically, so we'll see how that goes. But we always kick off with the same question, which is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well... Um, I came, I was gonna come and talk about a story that happened when I was younger, but an hour ago, I happened to be a victim of crime. Oh, London just keeps on giving. (laughs) I was on my way to this lovely podcast show, and I was crossing uh, the street, um, as a normal person would, at the junction in Shaftesbury Avenue. Yeah, we'll yeah. accept that. Where the Harry Potter theatre place is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where all the magic happens, all that vibe. <laughs> um, just crossing the street there. I was doing my normal thing, you know, just chilling, just looking around. It's cool, it's London, it's nice. I'm looking forward to coming to a podcast. Yeah, had music in my ear, playing some Slipknot. It was nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed at the crossing and it went red for the, tr- for the cars because that's what happens um, <laughs> and it went green for the people who were about to cross so me as a normal person started crossing the road uh, yeah? and what had happened was a cyclist decided no he didn't want to listen to the traffic lights and went straight through the red light and hit me I love the fact that was very dramatic of you. (laughs) Hit me, I fell uh, on the floor. He kind of just was like, oh, you're all right. And then carried on and everyone's just started, some woman stopped him and then started shouting at him. It was like, you need a license. Um, (laughs) Did she mean like a cycle proficiency? What did she like? I don't know. I think maybe she was just like one of the, maybe she was the green woman. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm glad she shouted at him though, because this is outrageous. Yeah, like a lot of people started shouting like, you, that's ridiculous. You should have stopped. And like, I just kind of got up. (laughs) 
<laughs> and went, I need to go to a show. Uh, <laughs> so professional. Oh. Yeah. So that so I did that was the, that was not the story I was gonna come in with, but God <laughs> was like, you're gonna do drunk women solving crime. Uh, we need to give you a crime. So. Recent, Saki, so recent. Yeah. We're very glad you're okay. I just want to put that out there. Oh, I'm just, fine. I'm geez. I'm alive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did it hit you on your body? Oh, yeah, it hit me on my right side of my thigh. Because oh it literally rammed into my thigh um, on the right side. So tomorrow, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, um, <laughs> you will see the bruise nice. that will occur. Oh, yeah. That's such a good way to get followers. Yeah, I'm right. Like, oh. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, I wonder. I how know. And, like, over the week as well, like, is it going to go yeah. orange? Yeah. Is it going to go, like, oh, oh mine's going to go purple. It will go proper purple. <laughs> nice. Um, which will be very sexy. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? On Instagram as well, like, I don't know, does anyone have, like, their guilty Instagram follow? No, it's not, it's not what, porn or anything. Yeah, like, woman, they're porn. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Are you there for, like, bruise first? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? My one that I follow is Renault Drain's Isle of Wight. Now, it's literally <laughs> just, like, this drain company, but they post videos of them, like, pulling shit out of drains. Oh, okay. No, but it's lush, because you're, like, pulling, and they're pulling these, like, weeds out, and then the water comes out, and you see them do it. And I'm the guy... not going to lie. I thought you meant actual porn, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, I've got stories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you define porn? Isn't it just that which pleases us? Oh my God, right, Tory MP. Hi. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> We're very topical today. We've Why? got no old crime. Yeah. Why not watch it at work? Well, no. I, I actually got paid to watch porn and comment on it um, for like an hour, two hours. I sat there watching nine. <gasps> porn videos and they paid me to watch it and comment on it. It was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in the world. Uh, mainly because there were stupid things like, oh, I've tripped and fallen through a door. Um, <laughs> oh and the God, man was wait. like, oh, she's tripped and fallen through a door. I don't know how to get her out. Wait. Let me put my dick in her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then a man was walking in front of her. For a second, I thought you were talking about porn bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> no. that like, would be... They were trying to fuck, but then a picture fell off a wall. <laughs> and then everyone's laughing. No, but then the man went in front, like, was walking down the corridor and saw her through the door and was like, oh, what's happened there? Let me try and get her out the door. Let me help her. Oh, I can't help her. Let me put my dick in her mouth. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the most crazy It usually ends thing. the same way. Yeah. 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 God, do they do porn outtakes, though? That would be so <gasps> great. I would watch that. I would watch that. It has to exist because just everything does. <laughs> On the break, it's 30 minutes. So you've got, <laughs> got time for everything you need. <laughs> Let's find porn outtakes. Can you, like, slip a nip in porn, though? <laughs> like, you kind of have already No, but it'll be like people getting each other's names wrong and then giggling and then going, sorry, <laughs> do we have to take it from the top where we started the blowjob? <laughs> Farting. There's all sorts of yeah. things that would be hilarious. And it's not fart porn, so it's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Did you do a show about porn? Yes. Or, oh, you, okay. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I meant like, did you have to comment on it as a also, job? Also, I love that the nature of this industry that none of us have asked you why. 
you were asked to comment on we're like probably employer? a BBC radio for <laughs> for money. And I think um, <laughs> it was just this millionaire invited me around his house. <laughs> but yeah, was it a TV show? Was it a podcast? It, was it, it, was, a... it was recorded for the purpose of like putting light of how women are treated in porn. Uh-huh. Oh. So that was the whole point of it. Like then, great, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like things like the, like the taxi porn and stuff like that, which I've seen a couple of in before this. Ooh. And it's it's really interesting. Is it called fake taxi? Yeah, fake taxi. Yes. Yeah, fake taxi. Yes. I've watched loads of that. So it was <laughs> <laughs> it was for that purpose. And then they put out one episode on YouTube and then because of they still had like elements of the porn on oh. the side, like on the side of us while we we're commenting, it, it got taken down, oh. and then it's just never been been put back up again. And oh. I was like, I look actually really good on this episode. Um, oh. can, I want to see the rest of it, please. And I was really funny. All right, now you have two <laughs> jobs on the break. You got to get that back. And yeah. I hate that, like even women adjacent to porn are being treated badly. Like this is really <laughs> jobs because yeah. we talk about it. I mean, I still got paid, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> good, 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 good. You should be able to talk about it from a sociological point of view, let alone comedy. I mean, that's crazy. Though. Is everyone hard? Because that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Darling, I oh, think tonight we're yeah. going to talk so, about porn. So far, what do you think? You're new to us. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Yeah, we take a crime and then we talk about dicks. That's what we do. Uh, that is surely a crime. We uh, do. <laughs> we always ask, back to getting hit by the bicycle, if you had the perpetrator here, which we might for once. Anybody ride a bike here? Anybody? Um, what would you say to that person? Why are you such a cunt? Um, <laughs> one quite so fresh and that was just yeah that's good <laughs> but I think we've that's... talked about dicks too much so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean he ran through a red light like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. also uh, I would ask him why were you where were you going yeah <laughs> like what was so urgent that you needed to run through a red light yeah. bastard cunt um, <laughs> do you think, like, depending on what it was he was going to, you'd maybe be more, you'd maybe call him less of a cunt? Well, if, he, if his wife was pregnant right. and was given birth... Okay. And it was like, yeah, I need to get to my wife. Or if, like, he was having, like, one of his family members was, like, having a heart attack somewhere. Okay. Fair play. Right. Yeah. But if he just was going to McDonald's... <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. KFC, maybe I will allow him. Um. <laughs> well, I think we're off to a very good start. So thank you so much for sharing both of those stories, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're ready to solve some true crime, aren't we? Oh. Okay, so I've got the details of a case. They do not, so we're just going to see what we can unravel. Take it very seriously. It begins as such. Members of a mysterious group dressed in dark clothing and stocking caps, broke into a New York apartment and terrorized its occupants. They beat them with sticks, slashed open their mattresses, and smashed their toilets, sinks, and a TV set. Their motive? Revenge. <laughs> Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we don't yeah. speak French. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> accent, the, the accent threw me off, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, revolt? Uh. <laughs> Just trying to bring a little class to the podcast. <laughs> Your, your first question Sorry, is... I need to laugh quite so hard at that. 
Natalia thought she's very close. What was this mysterious group getting revenge for? With no further information, what do you think they could be getting revenge for? A bike accident. A bike accident. <laughs> the prices of gas and electricity going uh-huh. up. Ooh. Okay, all right. It sounds very domestic, doesn't it? To like slash beds, did you say? And to break someone's telly. Yeah, and like to- toilet my... too. Smash right, toilet. okay, okay. So for example, my husband, Taboo, no big dog, he loves watching telly, he loves sleeping, and he loves shitting. So if I was to hurt him, I would destroy the things he loves. Okay. So I think it is a, um, a spousal thing. Oh, is spousal okay. a word? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is this in America? Yes, New York. Is it when Trump got elected? <laughs> That's that not people a were just like really upset about that. So we're just like, we're gonna smash up people that voted for Trump. Yeah. That is not a bad guess. However, it takes us back a little bit further than that. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I promise I will come back to it. Ooh, intrigue. Mm. (laughs) The suspense. Our case starts with a man called Saul Newton. Saul was born in the U.S. in 1906. He attended the University of Wisconsin. He fought in both the Spanish Civil War and World War II. Thank you for your service, Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Show a bit of damn respect, actually. He then um, moved to Chicago where he began associating with radical political circles. He became a communist and an anti-fascist. So far, he just sounds like a guy I would date to piss off my parents. (laughs) Sounds Uh, like a cyclist. Um. (laughs) Your question is, with this background, what do you think Saul went on to do as a career? Wait, so he's he's fought in two wars. He's fought in two and he's wars. Got r- radicalized or just more politicized? Politicized. He's, and he's sort of. Com- I mean, it depends how radical you think communism and anti-fascism is. The president okay. of America. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what he went on to do: become the president of oh, America. Oh. <laughs> That's a really good guess. That would be. F- Wait, so <laughs> President <what> Saul is- <laughs> Newton. <laughs> the question what career did he go on to do yeah what was his job i mean stand-up comedian maybe i'm getting stand-up comedian vibes do you know what i mean like he's left wing not a bad guess oh oh reverent oh i think that's the closest in a way preaching the word of god that is definitely the closest does he start a cult i'm gonna give it (laughs) katie you're right But his job was a psychotherapist. (laughs) (laughs) And before you start to like Saul too much, sure, he sounds pretty cool, starts a cult, fought in the wars. Um, A little snapshot. In an interview when he was talking about his time in the military versus practicing psychotherapy, he quipped that he was better at murder than therapy. (gasps) You said that once, though. I... (laughs) (laughs) I, It was weird she said it once, and I thought, I'm just going to (laughs) go... It's really the main thing you want to look for in your therapist. Like, empathy, sure, good listener, fine. Make sure they can take somebody out for you. Because when it comes down to it... Genuinely, that would be such a good therapist, that if you can kind of, like... Just a hit hit man. I'm quite scared now. Um... Yeah, Yeah, this is very troubling. Yeah. In 1957, Saul and his wife, Dr. Jane Pierce, founded the Sullivan Institute for Research in Psychoanalysis. This was named, just side fact, after a psychiatrist whom they admired, but their practices bore little resemblance to his research. Your next question. The Institute claimed that there was a specific cause of unhappiness in society. What do you think 
they believed the cause Wait, was. Wait, what year is this? Uh, when it first started, it would have been early 1960s. Okay. And Maybe late 50s. I didn't write it and down. They're, and they're saying something is the cause of unhappiness in society. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really want to say black people, but... Because <laughs> you said 1950s and 60s in America. <laughs> to be honest, it's better if you say it than me. Yeah. <laughs> very, very misconstrued if I do. I, I will accept that answer. <laughs> It's not a great time. Oh, God, that's not the answer, is it? No, God. <laughs> oh my God, I brought a racist cult. Woo! Let's partay. No, it's just fun cult stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is it like that the 60s were kind of sexy? Okay. And I kind of, you know, you've watched the 60s porn, right? <laughs> is there? I don't know. There is. And um, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it's very still hairy. on the porn theme. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Once I get off it, cannot get off it. Wait. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'm thinking that they think that the breakdown of society is the fact that maybe is it? Oh, it could be women's lib. Could it? Are women getting a bit loose? You're just saying words yeah. now. <laughs> I reckon it's if uh, he's married. His wife's a doctor as well. I think he's mm-hmm. pro equality. I I reckon he's con- he's going to blame consumerism. <laughs> <laughs> it's not consumerism because he's um, left wing I figure he wants everyone to share well I would say Hannah I think you were the closest but then you got colder because you changed your mind they thought that it was traditional family ties ah you see that's sort of what I was getting at when you I were. said like Sexy women ties. getting loose wait, yeah wait, so getting he, loose saying family ties <laughs> define women's lib uh, <laughs> women getting loose <laughs> Uh, what I mean is it's like that thing that, like, well, this wasn't at the time, but what Bush said about the fact that they should be more like the Waltons rather than the Simpsons. So the main thing that they advocated for was a non-monogamous lifestyle. Um, oh. Which is a lovely thing to embark upon with your spouse, isn't it? Like, what I'm saying, Jane, is th- this is not enough for me. <laughs> Start an institute. Toby and I, like, got into backgammon. That's what we did. Like, it's not quite the same. When we were looking for a, a hobby to enjoy, together. Backgammon and Harry Potter trivial pursuit. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm kind of the sexy cool one. <laughs> According to ex-members of the group, Saul also taught that the bond between mother and child was especially problematic. What the fuck is happening? We talk about polyamory and it just goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, why is, why I'm scared now. problematic apart from how hard it is? <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> it's a very good question. We, we might touch on it, but don't go looking for logic here. Um, as the Institute grew, a community of followers formed, and by the late 1960s, there were hundreds of members known as Sullivanians. Sullivanian families? <laughs> <laughs> Did they all live on a canal boat? Oh Did God. I play with them as a child? <laughs> I could make them clothes out of Smarties Easter egg foil. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I did with my Sylvanian families. Anyone else? So it attracted members of society who thought it was anti-establishment. One ex-member stated it was exciting. It felt like we were part of a social experiment. If he's saying that being a mother is problematic, and I'm adding hard, maybe he would attract lots of mothers that were like, great, can you babysit? I agree, this is super problematic. Maybe maybe that's what the cult was all about. A bunch of babysitters. Yes. Question, what was every member of the Sullivanians required to do several times a week? <laughs> <laughs> oh. For 
into doorways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not help each other out of doorways. <laughs> I like the fact you knew what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm um, gonna cook, I'm... clean. That's good. Okay. Go to the marketplace. Okay. <laughs> the marketplace. Okay. Fair enough. I'm, fair enough. I'm I'm gonna go with stick with babysitting. Okay. I mean, is it about having more than one partner? Did you say? Yes. The core belief is that monogamous lifestyles yeah, cause causes unhappiness. Sakisa, <laughs> you have your hand up. Sorry. <laughs> Which is great on a podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking if there was if we were talking about non-monogamy, yeah, yeah. that maybe they have to go on a date with someone else a week. Okay. Oh. Like it's Tinder, but in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's also the, the plot of Brave New World, isn't it? They have to... Um, that Monogamy is frowned on. They have to right. all, like, fuck each other. Yeah. I mean, they're not not doing that, but the one requirement <laughs> was they had to attend therapy. They had to go to several therapy sessions a week. These sessions were huh. incredibly intense and confrontational, often involved... I shouldn't laugh at this, but Jesus. They involved Saul or one of his approved colleagues shouting obscenities at the patients, making accusations at them, including calling them frauds or even murderers, and telling them they had nothing to live for, just to see how they'd react. I Uh, imagine really well. Again, if you're shopping for a therapist, (laughs) find one who will scream at you. It's the saddest, isn't it? You just picture somebody and like, why are you here? I'm trying to work on my confidence. You're a murderer, Justine! (laughs) It's not fair. Um, The sessions were so loud that they were often overheard by other members of the group, which you could argue was very much on purpose. Um, The Sullivanians lived in a block of apartments on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, so they basically took over an entire building um, everyone shared responsibilities for cooking, cleaning, and yeah. childcare. It was very much communal living, but not in a very idyllic sense. Um, how do you think the Sullivanian Institute made its money? Where are they getting money from? Bank robberies. Okay. <laughs> not a bad guess. Oh, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. Like, do they all have the same job? If you haven't got one ready, don't start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sasshole's back. Yeah. <laughs> what do they all have to donate all their money when they join? They don't all have the same jobs. And good guess. Yeah. Any other any other advances on that? Like all their money that they have is everyone's. Yeah. Basically, yes. You are all right. Um, one way is they charge members for the therapy, and. <laughs> You stupid murdering bitch! Twenty dollars, please. I, know. I don't and know how much therapy costs. It, it's a lot. <laughs> it's way more it's than a that. A lot more than that. <laughs> um, and sometimes it was just to a ridiculous degree. For instance, there was a time when Saul charged someone two thousand dollars for calling him too early in the morning. Um, sometimes they manipulated people into donating their salaries and their savings to the institute, claiming it would be good for their personal growth. In one case, <laughs> they convinced a man to donate $100,000 to the organization, saying it would be good for him. You murderer! <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'll get to what life was like on a daily basis for a Sullivanian, but first, the Institute had a little side hustle, and it's so, so New York. What do you think their side hustle was? Bagels? Bagels. <laughs> <laughs> was it shouting, I'm walking here! <laughs> Both brilliant. <laughs> they were either taxi drivers, <laughs> or they created Studio 69? <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a porn studio. <laughs> studio 69 is closer. Um, they... Not in the way you think. Oh, really? Are they making some movies? No, no, no. No, no, no it's a lot more adorable than that. They had a little experimental theatre called The Fourth Wall. Oh! Sounds so pathetic. (laughs) One of their shows was called Who's Up There in Twinkle Twinkle Anyway? (laughs) And the lyrics to one of their songs went, exploitation isn't a virtue. It's going to turn around and hurt you. If that's your way of life, find another. It's a crime to get rich at the expense of your brother. What, they say this while they're nicking everyone's money? And I'm sure those are Bieber lyrics. That's not... (laughs) That's not original stuff. I know you say Americans don't get irony, but I think that's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that, right? That's right. I mean, they're like, I took the piss initially, but actually, I think that's really nice that they're kind of like, just, I just like it when anyone pursues theatre. Like, in a film, <laughs> if someone's like, I want to be on stage, I'm like, you can't be on stage. It doesn't matter who they are. So now I'm kind of like, let them shout in yeah. their face. Let them. Yeah. Because they're what about themselves? kids that are in like school nativity plays? And they're just uh, basically like a star. Are you still like, <laughs> you be whatever you want to be? Damn right I am. I was, I was a sheep in my nativity play um, because I just followed the other kids and I did what they said. No, I was a physical sheep. <laughs> and apparently my parents said that I just sat on the front of the stage and picked my toes for, for half an hour. I didn't have any lines. Fuck it. I wasn't oh, interested in what was going on. And she was 15. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Well, you're much kinder than a journalist from New York Magazine reviewed one of the shows saying it was bizarre socialist vaudevillian theater that was off-key. There was something else a bit strange about their shows. They had trouble getting audiences in, imagine. So they brought audiences in to make them watch them. Where do you think they got their audiences? Oh, my god! The same place we get ours. (laughs) The, The cool people place. Design my night. 
<laughs> oh, were they perhaps um, homeless people? Okay. I just really ran into that because I heard Katie go, um, Hannah, don't start unless you... <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what tone to strike when I ask a question and then you say, like, homeless people. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, good, great guess. <laughs> That's I, sad. I wonder if they just started lying at bus stops and then just, like, getting everyone on a bus and going, ha now you're coming to my theatre. Okay. <laughs> this is going to Atlantic yeah. City, but we have a stopover yeah. at the fourth wall. So kidnap, essentially, is my answer. Well, they, they got their audience... You were the closest, Hannah, well done, from drug rehab centres and psych hospitals. Oh. Um, I mean, I guess it's a day out. And they get no. therapy. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they ever got free therapy, free yelling in your face. Um, so yeah, they sort of brought in their own audiences. Do you like them? Do we like them so far? Yeah. <laughs> um, We've now, got some boos from the audience. Like, boo, cult. Um, yeah, this is, this is malpractice. It's malpractice at Also, best. this guy is just totally projecting his trauma from the war, calling everyone murderers. Like, the oh. hell? I think so you're onto something there. This is the worst case of unresolved PTSD we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, right? Isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Um, first question, what do you think their living arrangements were like? So they've taken over an entire block of apartments. What do you think their living arrangements were like? Bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> they must have had bunk beds, to yeah. be fair. I'll verify that later, Just, but they must have. I, I reckon they had a water bed. Well, but they, they, they had oh, to take it in turns. <laughs> it's such a waterbed cult, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's a total waterbed cult. <laughs> what was up with waterbeds? Can we just sidebar? Has they, still, been... they still exist. Yeah. No, they don't. My auntie had one. She's dead now. But she had one. <laughs> she drowned. And she's dead now. That's yeah. my point. You can I... still buy them? Yeah, you can still buy I went to a hotel and it had a waterbed. No. Is this Why is it... I can't believe you lot are shocked. It's happened. It is shocking. <laughs> it was Hastings. Of <laughs> <laughs> it was Hastings. Of all the places for waterbeds. <laughs> Spend the day by the sea and then sleep on the sea. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I will tell you, they were segregated by gender. And sometimes they had up to 12 people living in each apartment, so probably bunk beds. So they're segregate, segregated by gender, but they were encouraged to have sex with as many different partners so is, as possible. Is there a sex room? How are they going to do it in their different... They're Katie's interested immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how would... How would do that now like did they have like a set like a separate room for like yeah. the sex like one bed and everyone just rotates into that yeah, bed yeah yeah obviously someone has to clean the sheet someone has to be the cleaner yeah these are these are all great questions um i don't know completely what the logistics were i would imagine in this kind of environment there might be a private room and then i would imagine sometimes everybody watched and i imagine sometimes it was everybody do you know what i mean like okay i don't do this stuff i don't know i just i have my one husband <laughs> uh, mm, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm more intrigued. Uh. <laughs> um, they had little notebooks that they kept to keep track of who they had had oh. sex with. It's no, it's kind of cute, isn't it? Little little sex notebook. I mean, lots of people do that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, got to keep track cute. of everyone that you had sex yeah, with. Yeah, you've got to have a list. No, some of them you, you need to forget. Some of them you need to forget. <laughs> it's but really no. not cute. It's pretty gross. But still, I was picturing, like, need it, got it, need it, need it, got it. 
Shiny. Child. I don't know what that was. Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Never stick it. You're doing stickers. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, it's actually a very innocent joke. Having children was discouraged, but it was allowed. And as you can imagine, with all the sex, there were children being born. But the core belief was that parents, especially mothers, should sever their bonds with their children as soon as possible. So the kids were sent away really young to boarding schools. And they all turned out great. So it's fine. Wait, I've got a question then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that means, obviously, there's no contraception that was given out. There was contraception, yeah. Oh. And it was discouraged to get... Getting pregnant was discouraged, but it happened, and people would have kids, and they did raise them there briefly, and then they would fund them to go off to boarding school. Crap. It's basically like the upper classes. <laughs> it's like Jacob Rees-Mogg. And it's still like... Um, it's still very similar to Brave New World, too. <laughs> Just for any fans of Brave New World. <laughs> <laughs> They're treating humans like model Fords. They'd That's be one sent. of those things that I just and, haven't and gotten around to. And the word mother was like an insult. Nobody wanted to be a mother. Okay. Well, now I'll finally check it out. Ooh, ooh. Curling my hair on the mic. <laughs> um, did people ever leave the group? Actually, fuck that question. Let's move on. They did... <laughs> Dead Saul got mad, like we all saw that coming. I just want to tell you one of his quotes because somebody recorded this and played it out later in court. Spoiler. Um, he said, you cannot do this to me. Nobody can do this to me. Not the mayor, not Hitler. <laughs> Isn't that quite an escalation? <laughs> I don't even know who was mayor at that time, but surely there's somebody in between. Do you know what I mean? Like, somebody's got to come between mayor and Hitler. Buddy. What a weird thing to say. But it, but it harks back to the PTSD. Like, if he's referencing that time in his life. Well, there you are. There when, you are. sure, the Americans turned up pretty late. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> it was 19... We were late, but we made a difference. God damn it, I'm sick of this topic. <laughs> just kidding. Um, excuse me. <laughs> she just burped. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I did it like a lady. Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's been... like, Bleh. Um <laughs> Most of the psychotherapists, including Saul, did not have licenses or even appropriate college degrees. His original wife did. No, they didn't stay together. Poor Jane. <laughs> um, they preferred people that didn't have licenses. Why do you think that was? Because they didn't need to adhere to any licensing laws? Like, sure, sure. like they're a pub. Well, because right. yeah, <laughs> like anyone with a license is going to be like, "What the fuck are you guys playing at?" <laughs> Basically, yes. But also, it's the 1960s, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like people were like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." <laughs> yeah. Well, it was easier to sell this concept of this is therapy by the people for the people. He was very good at selling everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Do you like some therapy? It's by the people for <laughs> the people. <laughs> no, I want a better person <laughs> than me, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had a sports direct joke in there that doesn't even make sense, but. <laughs> It's like, it's like Sports Direct. How? <laughs> this is the bit in the podcast where we workshop a joke of Taylor's. And, um, was it something to do with a big mug? What was it? Well, I said is it, it was footballs? a way to have greater control over the people that they trained up. It's like Sports Direct. <laughs> I've never even been to a Sports Direct. I have a Sports Direct mug. It's really big. Anyone work at Sports Direct? 
No. Okay. <laughs> in the late 1970s, the group got more and more extreme and developed a bunker mentality. They formed a fleet of escape vehicles in case of emergency, including five buses, an ambulance, and half a dozen motorcycles. They also started justifying more extreme reactions to anyone who criticized or challenged them. For instance, their neighbors, can you imagine being their neighbors? Oh man, that's rough in New York anyway, but wow. Um, their neighbors who thought they were very bizarre allegedly painted some graffiti on the side of their building. How do you think the group responded? All I can think about is like the argument of going, like, I'm taking the fucking motorbike. Like there's what, six <laughs> motorbikes when you're making this getaway. You'd be like, I want the Harley. I'm you wouldn't just the ride the bus? No, of course you wouldn't. I thought you were a sheep, Hannah. What happens? <laughs> Where are you, how are you going to pick your toes on a motorbike? <laughs> oh, she never thinks that. <laughs> I'm assuming we're back at the beginning. And they got retribution Ooh, by... Oh, nice. Got Katie back on side. Oh. <laughs> we are back at the beginning. This is when they put on their stocking caps and their dark clothes. They invaded the apartment. These are only alleged perpetrators as well. Do, do we know, sorry to interrupt. Female workplace. What did the <laughs> what did the graffiti say? Do we know? Like you guys suck. What? I don't know what it says. This is really we're not shitty of me. <laughs> <laughs> we are not murderers. <laughs> yeah, we're not murderers. But stop yelling. Yeah. Stop yelling that people are murderers. Um, I didn't write that down. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's still there though. That's exciting. It's still there. Oh wow. The graffiti is still there. Wow. We can all go on a road trip. I'm taking the motorbike. I guess it's a plane trip. <laughs> but can we it's Google it if it's still... Anyway, sorry, continue. Sometimes I like to leave things to mystery. I'm shitty yeah, at it's research. It's good intrigue. Sometimes. It's good intrigue. So yeah, it had gone from this ostensibly peace-loving and peace-seeking community into a violent one. Um, and this was further demonstrated when a rival theatre company popped up oh! down the street. Wow. Jazz hands. <laughs> and you're wanking someone off at the same time. <laughs> I mean, that's an uncomfortable wank for everyone. <laughs> Come to the live shows, guys. This is great. <laughs> I mean, picture jazz hands, and that's what you're doing. Poor Toby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but he has two penises, so I have to do something. Wow, sirs. Uh, so they broke in and they smashed the shit out of the theater because they didn't like the competition. I hope it was called the fifth wall. <laughs> we had an extra wall. Did it come down to the theatre company? Like, the theatre, that was the thing that... What? The, the, Has anyone been listening? Because what, So, the, a rival theatre company? They were really pissed off about that. Wow. They were really petty, petty, petty people. Oh. All that sex makes you so petty. <laughs> I love that, though. I also love people like following their dreams if their dreams are really fucking petty. I love it. <laughs> How do you think the cult finally crumbled? Isn't that an old adage? <laughs> um, <laughs> are you going to say it back to me? I haven't the got FBI one. got involved. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, All for right. criminal activity. Yeah. Well, you say you saw went to court, so I'm guessing... Finally, yeah, you're right. The authorities just kind Someone of went. Filed. The FBI did get involved oh, eventually. Nice. It started with um, civil lawsuits, though, because people were leaving in droves, finally going, like, maybe this is a little bit much. It's like Facebook, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming MySpace, guys. It's really sad to say. But, uh, but then there's Twitter. Oh my God. Muskrat. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got a good way to annoy Elon Musk. 
Oh, okay. Um, pretend you don't know who he is. <laughs> Just be like, oh, is that the guy that... Is that the Amazon guy? <laughs> He'd be so pissed off. That's very good. <laughs> I love it as well because I, like, I just love the idea of you sat at home thinking, how can I piss him off? <laughs> I hope to God you get to meet him now just so you can do that. <laughs> Mr. Bezos? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, yeah, these lawsuits are getting filed. There's custody battles because there's parents who leave and say, this is really bad for a kid. And, no, I'm going to stay. Oh, and so there's... No. It, it gets really ugly, but finally... It's unearthed. And then by now, Saul Newton's very old and he's driving this whole thing. Uh, he starts to show signs of dementia and he dies in the late 1970s. Wow. <laughs> That's cold, guys. <laughs> That's pretty cold. What's, what's crazy about this, I had never heard about this case. Um, very little, and if I don't know it, it's like nobody knows it. <laughs> I just mean that it, it's I've not... only just heard of Billie Eilish, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely thought it was a boy for, like, months. I'm like, who is he? Everybody's talking. Anyway, what is gender? It's nothing. Um, very little has been written about the Sullivanians. My main source was an old investigative... That's one of my fear words. Do you, everybody has a fear word that you don't want to say out loud, right? What's yours? Do you have a fear word? Phenomenological, oh, wow. and yet you just nailed it in the front row. Um, I hope nobody can, makes me say phenomenological. Can I, just for the because should it happen um, to come up tonight? I'm ready. I am. Um, I mean, I know what that means, but can you tell Hannah? <laughs> Mine's very simple. It's vanilla, 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 vanilla. I can't say it. <laughs> I generally can't, and I always order vanilla latte. Uh, <laughs> it's my drink, and I literally... Just, they were like, what do you want for a coffee? Vanilla latte. <laughs> I can't say the word. I don't know why. And it's my favourite drink. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hannah, do you have one? Uh, Pre-cum. <laughs> wow. Why was that the first thing that came into my head? I'm really sorry. Wow. There's a woman just shaking her head, and she's completely right. She's kept her coat on the whole time, and I thought, oh we're gonna, she's going to leave at any point. It might be now. <laughs> Thank you for staying. Please stay for the second show. Because, oh, dear me. Okay. Um, he's, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, too soon. You're right. So, Very good. <laughs> he said too soon. That's my brother, guys. <laughs> We're all fucking funny in my family. Um, <laughs> I anyway. think he's enjoyed all this chat about porn, isn't this he? Is <laughs> his sister talking. Anyway, it's really nice to oh, see you. Oh, I've held that. <laughs> this was all in a New York Magazine article, but that's one of the only sources anyone has ever looked into it. Blah, blah, blah. All, what I'm saying is Netflix, this should be a series. Cheers. Cheers. Hey. Cheers, guys. Hey. Hey. Starring Ted <laughs> Danson <laughs> as Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's amazing I ever make it through anything. I, I, did you see how much I had to read? It is now time for an audience crime where we invite you up to tell your own crime story and we attempt to solve it. We promise we won't make it worse. You know? Anybody want to come up and tell us their crime? Well, oh, yeah, I see a hand there. Come oh, on. Hello. Come on, give them a round of applause. Hi. Yeah. 
a man and he's oh, so happy. <laughs> he is happy so happy. Man. Look at him. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? Should we pretend that we don't know who he is? <laughs> David is one of our longest running fans, I would say, right? Like you've been with us from the beginning. Oh, then I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> Nothing, nothing says drunk women solving crime like a sober man. So. <laughs> David, what story have you got for us? Well, I have got a crime prepared, but I did witness one just before the show started. Was it, it me? <laughs> did we, did you our, cycle here, David? Because <laughs> one of our friends has an eye-watering, eye-wateringly large number of unread emails on her phone. Oh. I'm not going to feel bad. It was six figures. Where is the bitch? <laughs> but yeah, so my story is, summer of 2005, I was a music-obsessed 16-year-old. Uh, trying to work out how old he is. <laughs> Maths is impossible. He's young. He's continue. like in his 50s, I don't know. <laughs> the big musical event of that summer was Live Aid. Uh, it was the big Bob Geldof series of charity concerts, the sequel to Live Aid and all that. And I was obsessed with it, thought it was the best thing ever and decided that I wanted to try and get a bit of memorabilia from it. And so I went on a little known website at the time called eBay. <gasps> Ooh. And if I found... Uh, Which a, means Electric Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Founded by Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I found uh, a listing a few days afterwards that was for a genuine Live 8 London ticket. Oh. Signed by Madonna, Coldplay, Robbie Williams, and a whole bunch of others. I mean, so far you can have it. <laughs> For the unbeatable price of $9.99. Oh. And I'm oh, thinking. Oh, David. <laughs> oh, little David. Oh, and I'm no. thinking this is an absolute steal, so I put in a bid. Uh, I'm not the only moron going for this ticket. Nice. Uh, so after a bunch of bids later, it ends up I end up winning the bid for about forty-five quid. <gasps> okay. Gasp. <laughs> the the thing was arrived. It was a genuine ticket, but um, I noticed two things immediately wrong with it when it arrived. Uh -huh. The first one was that all the autographs were in the same handwriting. <laughs> And the second one was that Coldplay had signed it Coldplay. <laughs> not, not Chris Martin or the other four that we don't know the names of, just one oh, word, Coldplay. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Amazing. So my question to you is, why was Bob Geldof trying to get a bit of money out of me? <laughs> and yeah, that's my, that's my. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You can spin a yarn. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know what we can add to that because you've just brought it right around. Oh, how much what? do you think it'd be worth if Coldplay weren't on it? Yeah. <laughs> so much, right? But yeah, it was an actual bidding war. It was like there were like nine or ten different people going for this. Oh, this clearly, man. and there was a photograph with it. It's not like it was like a like it was so obvious. So wait, from the you'd start. seen it said Coldplay and you still bet, bid on it. <laughs> I was not the smartest kid. <laughs> Katie does like to victim blame, actually. Yeah, where are you from? What she does. Where are you from? Scotland. Yeah, I gathered that, but where about... <laughs> I wasn't at the gig. Oh, yeah. Whereabouts in Scotland? It's a tiny little village outside of Glasgow. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I was hoping it was be Edinburgh, but that's a, that's another reason why you're I've got my own reasons for that. You're sure. Yeah. <laughs> Need someone to say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he looks okay. I, 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 I live in Hampshire, so that might be a bit of a commute. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find like lots of girls when you say I live in Hampshire go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have it, the tickets? It, it's probably in my childhood home somewhere. I stuck it on a shelf about an hour after getting it, and then just it's been there ever since. So you're talking like 17 years. Yeah. So, it, but you know where it is? Like you could find it. Um, I could dig around for it. Because I actually think it's worth much more than 45 pounds for the anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Because if you had spent a lot on the actual thing, that would be like, oh, look, and you'd have it framed, and people are like, oh, cool, David. Yeah. But you have this story, which is so much better, yeah. and a cold place signature. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, you're the winner. Yeah. This isn't a crime. This was a gift. <laughs> and speaking of gifts, we've got a bottle of Prosecco for yes. you, if you would like. Hey, D- David, thanks. Yay! He's a legend. He's good people. Okay, Sakisa, we have just enough time to ask, what have you got coming up? Where can we find you? Tell us a bit about what you've got going on. Uh, well, you can, if you're in Edinburgh, during the Edinburgh Fringe, um, David, um, you <laughs> <laughs> um, can come to my show. I'm doing my debut hour show at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's called Life at the Party at 8.25 at the Pleasant. Nice. Um, I oh, know, yeah. fancy, right? Um, so if not, you can. F- I've got a website, skisacomedy.com, or Instagram, Twitter, you can follow me, which is Twix Comedy. Twix like the chocolate donuts. <laughs> it is not because of all of this, okay? Oh, but let me get this out of the way right now. I'm not called Twix because I like two fingers, okay? Uh, <laughs> I prefer a Kit Kat. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> And I don't like to take breaks. Hey, David. Hey. Um. <laughs> awesome. And we I kind of wanted you to go, you're welcome. Again, right at the end of that. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. And it's your debut hour. Yeah, the debut fringe. hour at the Fringe. Oh, that's so exciting. I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> that's such a normal thing to wonder right <laughs> until the very end and a few years after, but it's still a good thing to do. Congratulations. Um, well, we've been Drunk Women Solving Crime. We're now going to have a 30-minute interval. You've been given some assignments for that interval, and we'll see you back here then. Thank you to Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.